What is up? Welcome to the Nutrition Awareness Podcast. My name is Kate, registered dietitian and emotional eating coach. Each episode, I will bring you a motivational message or an inspiring guest to help you make informed nutrition decisions that fuel your life, not restrict it. Whether you are new to the podcast or an OG listener, thanks for spending this time with me today. Now, let's get into it. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome back to the Nutrition Awareness Podcast. I am so excited you guys are here per usual. I say that every episode because every episode I'm genuinely excited. People are listening. I have this little thing where I can see that people actually are listening to this episode and I check it like a crazy psycho girlfriend who's stalking her ex on Instagram. I open it up and I'm like, okay, how many listeners did I get yesterday? And it's like a little victory win. So I appreciate you guys more than you know. And I really appreciate the guest I have today Her name is Liana, and I can't wait for you guys to hear how we met because, again, it's through Instagram, right? The internet's a crazy place, and it turns out we are neighbors. So Liana is a 22-year-old entrepreneur and college senior, and you guys, if you look at her on Instagram, you will not believe she's 22, and if you got to know her, you would not believe she's 22 either. She is so mature and so grown up. She has so much wisdom for being so young. She actually started a jewelry business her freshman year of college just to practice creating a website, marketing products, driving traffic to a website, and also doing trunk shows in collaboration with local stores. I don't know how many college students you know that are just practicing marketing with a jewelry business, but how awesome is that? And so 11 months ago, she started a different business as a beauty consultant with Mary Kay Cosmetics. She was doing this while she was living in a college dorm and taking 18 freaking credit hours. That's a ton. But she was determined to build her dream and not spend any time building someone else's. Within just five months, she debuted into the top 2% of the company and has since earned diamonds, a car, an all-expense-paid cruise, and most importantly, supporting other women in creating that kind of life for themselves and their families too. She's now taking the plunge and using the income from her direct sales business to launch and grow a new website and create eBooks and online courses geared to help women grasp their inner power and create confidence that can withstand any negativity. And you guys, the reason I really wanted to have her on the show today is because I got to know her when I was doing a Mary Kay makeover that she hosted, and she was telling me her story while she was doing my makeup, and she is incredible. She has overcome difficult experiences, negative self-image, disordered eating, depression and anxiety, and is still battling a chronic illness. But she has learned how to adapt her diet and her lifestyle to chase her dream without letting her challenges hold her back. She seriously is on a mission, and she has a passion to help others to be overcomers too. And when you guys hear our interview and you guys listen to Liana, you will see that she is incredible. So I'm really excited. Please welcome in welcoming, or please welcome me. Oh my gosh, you guys, all this talking. Please join me in welcoming Liana. So Liana, welcome to the podcast. 
Thank you, Kate. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, oh my goodness. I am so excited you're here, too. It's, it's so funny. Like I said, you found me on Instagram, and you messaged me and said, hey, do you want to come get a makeover? And I was like, yeah, I need one, definitely, <laughs> please. And then when you sent me where to go, it was literally down the street. We are neighbors. Yeah, this morning I, I drove here. I was I was five minutes late because I told you. I was like, well... I need to not skip breakfast for today. This is this important to have breakfast today. <laughs> yeah, we're on a nutrition podcast. Yes, yeah, so I was like, well, I'm five minutes late because it literally was the exact time I was supposed to be there and I was still at my house. So Hey, well, that's great. At least, you know, you weren't miles away. So it worked out beautifully. Yes. <laughs> and like I was saying, when you were doing your makeover with me, we got to talking, you know, as girls do. We just get real deep with each other really quickly, right? <laughs> Guys are like, what about sports? <laughs> and we're like, tell me everything about you. Who are you? What's your zodiac sign? What was your first love? <laughs> <laughs> and so we really opened up and your story to me is incredible, which is why I thought, okay, not only do I want you to come on the podcast to share your story, but also to talk about skincare and nutrition because you are a skincare expert. So it, you're kind of like killing two birds with one stone for me here, right? <laughs> you're giving the listeners a ton of stuff. So I would love for you to kind of share your story, you know, and the battles you've gone through it only being 22 and, and how you overcame some of these struggles. Yeah, so when I was about four years old, I started getting really bad chronic pain. And as I was growing up, my parents were like, okay, this is not normal. And so I've seen, I think I counted the other day with my mom, something over like 62 specialists around the country. And we've been to so many different places trying to figure out what is going on. And then um, on top of the chronic pain, when I was in middle school, I was running track. And then all of a sudden, I just had really bad pain and couldn't run anymore. So from that, I went to a nutritionist, I went to all different places and figured I'd change a few things about my diet to help, still was having some pain, had a couple surgeries, you know, all that jazz, and then we go into high school, because I don't want to bore everyone with the rest of that, that long story. <laughs> I don't think I want to hear about my gastrointestinal disappointment. <laughs> well, speak for yourself, because I find that stuff interesting, but we <laughs> will refrain today. <laughs> and so in high school is where everything really started. My ear just fell out. <laughs> that's okay. That's the sound effects. <laughs> I don't even need to edit it with special sound effects because your earring did the job. That's what you get for wearing really heavy earrings, right? <laughs> They're gorgeous, though. Oh, thank you. Um, and so, for my jewelry collection, shameless plug. Content. <laughs> <laughs> and so, in high school, um, I ended up having a car accident, and then they scanned my brain and saw that my brain was really inflamed. And so that is a symptom often of, of Lyme disease. And so I was tested, and sure enough, I had Lyme disease. And a lot of my symptoms, like I was having paralysis, I was having nausea, a lot weight loss. In my first two months of being diagnosed, I lost 35 pounds in two months. Oh my God. And I'm five foot seven. It was just it was a lot all at once. And so um, I had to take a gap year. While I was not going to be able to go to my dream school any longer, which was tough, and then all my friends were in college doing their thing, and I was lying in bed, not able to move, my mom having to help me to go to the bathroom. So it was a huge transition for sure, Um, but one of the things that it taught me was the importance of your worth not being based in in everything that you can do and everything that you, what you look like and anything like that, but about who you are. And so like for me personally, I have a really strong relationship with the Lord and that is what got me through all of that. Um, and uh, so 
today, it's crazy the journey that I've been through. And a lot of people will look at me and think, you know, you, you don't look like you have any, any problem or you don't look like you have a chronic illness when, when I do. And so it's also taught me not to judge other people and how to look at others and just see, um, we don't know what everyone's going through and, you know, meeting you, I've heard, I mean, I loved hearing your story. I loved hearing your roommate Chelsea's story. And, um, sometimes the girls that come in for makeovers, I hear so many different stories. You never would have guessed that's what they've been through. That's such a good point because you can look at someone and just think, you can just make a snap judgment. And I think it's very human and normal for us to do that. We can't necessarily help it sometimes, but we can control how we change our thought pattern. I mean, you can look at someone and just assume, but you have to take in consideration that you don't know that girl's story. You don't know that guy's story. They mm -hmm. might have been through the most tragic things. I, I always think about that when I am somewhere and I see somebody being really rude to a service person. I'm like, mm. you don't know where they come from. Doesn't necessarily make it right, but they could have been going through something terrible. And it's easy for me to just look at them and say, what a grump, like what a rude person. But I don't know them. I don't know their story. Mm -hmm. It could just be a slip up. So one question I have for you is just for listeners who don't know, how would you describe what Lyme disease is and, you know, more of the symptoms that you experience personally? Yeah. So with everyone, it's very different. So sometimes there's some illnesses where it's a set, like these are the symptoms. And with Lyme disease, what's so weird about it is that everyone that I've met that, that has it, uh, I, have, I know a few girls that do, we've connected through Instagram and their symptoms have been really different. So Initially, you get bit by a tick that's carrying the disease, and I don't want everyone to freak out and say, oh my gosh, I've gotten bit by a tick, I have Lyme disease. That's not the case. Often, you'll know there'll be, there'll be signs that, you know, and you can, you can go on WebMD and look it all up if you're freaked out, if you think you might have Lyme disease, um, which you, you probably don't, but you never know. You can check. You're going to think you have Lyme disease, and then you're going to see brain cancer or oh something, gosh, right? That's just yes. how it goes. My leg is falling off or something. <laughs> oh my goodness. And so, um... um what my personal symptoms are is just intense pain um, a lot of times. And so it it feels like bone pain. It's the, it's the way I describe it to people. It's like bone pain, um, a lot of memory lost. There, it's, it was tough to go from like working to be valedictorian to all of a sudden, oh no, like I can't, I can't figure out when I go to the store and something's on sale. Some days I'm like, what is 30% off a hundred? <laughs> and so, so it just, it just depends. So growing from there, which has also really humbled me in a lot of ways too. Um, but that, that's a big thing for me is like brain function, um, migraines, the, uh, when it was at the height of it, when it was really bad was paralysis. So like waking up, not being going to move my arms or legs, which is really scary. And having my brother carry me around the house, that kind of stuff. So, um, that was, I think those are like the main symptoms for me personally, but I've heard, I've heard all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I'm curious to know, you said that you had seen a nutrition professional when mm -hmm. you were in high school. Was that after your diagnosis? So it was before because a lot of my pain, I, so I still am intolerant to gluten. I can't have it. If I eat it at all, I feel really bad. My stomach swells and looks like I'm, I used a chart. It looks like I'm six months pregnant. <laughs> I've seen pictures of that when people have yes. celiac or gluten intolerance or sensitivity. I mean, it swells up and people who have lactose and sensitivities too, they have the same symptoms and it's alarming. It's it, uncomfortable. Yes. And it, it kind of makes me feel like I, what I was looking like when I was pregnant. I love FaceTiming my mom and just holding my stomach. She's like, not yet. 
<laughs> that's every mom's favorite picture to get yes. I'm sure like oh my goodness <laughs> and so um I at the time I was really sensitive to a lot of things so like um soy it was soy gluten rice uh even like soy lecithin and gum I couldn't have that I mean pepper pepper, pepper? yeah there's so many different things so great um thankfully I've been introducing different things and now it's kind of the point where it's really just gluten I'm trying to cut out dairy though just because I've I've heard really great things about that, and so I'm switching more to, like, coconut-based things. But, um, yeah. So. One thing you said that I really loved was how you went through all of these struggles, and you were in bed, you had gone, you were living this full life, and then this condition came and kept you bedridden. But you, it sounds like you made the most of that time. Mm-hmm kind of elaborate for listeners on how you really came to grow to love yourself. I know you said through your faith, kind of share what that experience was like for you, because I just find that to be amazing. You know, if people think like, oh my gosh, I have to spend a year away from my life taking a gap year, that it'd be really easy to just sink into a depressive state. It sounds like you really made the most of it and came out of it better. Mm -hmm, Yeah. And you know, in all honesty, I have suffered from depression for sure. And I think a lot of people that have chronic illness have, you know, and so that's, it's a battle for sure. But what was tough for me was, um, you know, I don't want to, I didn't have an eating disorder, but I did have disordered eating Mm -hmm. to where I was nauseous, didn't want to eat things. When I lost all that weight, all of a sudden like, huh, I have control over something. Mm -hmm. Whereas everything in my life was totally out of control. I could control that. And so I started, you know, my, my eating was not good at all. My self image was not good at all. What kind of things were you doing to control your eating? Just not, just not eating. Just not eating? Yeah. Just not eating, just seeing how long I could go without eating. Um, and so I'm competitive. So I was like competing with myself, which is not healthy at all. And, uh, a lot of it too was I, and this is one of my best friends. She, she has a diagnosed eating disorder. And so she helped me a lot through it. Um, when I started like, what is going on? Why am I feeling this way? We got down to the root where I was getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And I felt like there was less of me for others to judge or for myself to judge. There was just less of me at taking up space, which I know kind of sounds crazy. Um, If any of you listening have struggled with disordered eating or have an eating disorder, you may understand what I'm, what I'm saying. But for people that have it, they may think that sounds crazy, which I would have until I experienced it. And so um, how I came out of that, I would like to say I just made the choice to look in the mirror and see, and see, oh, she's gorgeous. When that was not the case at all. Um, my mom was a huge influence, still is a huge influence on my life. And so she forced me to write affirmations and I, I hated her for it at the time. <laughs> I was like, mom, I'm not going to say these out loud <laughs> in my bed every day. This whole stinking list of who I am and who I am in Christ. I was like, I'm not doing this. But, um, she sat with me and made me do it. And so, um, I, she has had a, a mentor in her life for 40 years, Miss Linda. And Miss Linda is older and I love her. And, um, I started having counseling sessions with her too. And so that combined was really helpful for me. If I did not have those two women in my life, I don't know where I would be today. And so that's the first thing is always find your tribe of people that really want to uplift and support you. And if you don't currently have them in your life, you can use social media to find them. You really can. Like I've connected, that was before I was really on social media, but now that I've grown my presence, there've been so many girls that have been so encouraging to me and I've loved reciprocating and encouraging them. Um, but ultimately when I looked in the mirror and I didn't like what I saw, um, 
it was a root of a bigger problem than just outward appearance. There, I had to change a few things to adjust that that self image. Um, I had to unfollow a lot of people on Instagram. I think that is such a good point. When mm-hmm. you were saying find a tribe, that is online and it's in person too. I mean, if you can think of people in your real life or accounts that make you, like when you look at their images, if the feeling isn't immediately positive or good, don't look at it or don't be around it. Don't subject yourself to those things. I mean, I know there's only so much we control can, can control in real life. If you have a job and you work with coworkers that are constantly negative or talking about themselves negatively or making you feel bad, well, you know, there's only so much you can do sometimes to put yourself out of that situation. But you have control over the social media accounts that you follow. Mm-hmm. You don't have to look at those things that make you feel those negative feelings that make you feel like you need to judge yourself. Yeah, exactly. Because I was following, I think, just a lot of the girls that are really popular today like i mean i'm just gonna drop the kardashians that kind of thing you see their bodies you're like how is that is not what i look like because then when i got really really thin i was like okay i'm finally thin and then i would see them like well i'm not curvy enough you know there's like there's never a happy there's never a perfect body that's how i felt that's so true you know as soon as you feel like you even if you don't, if you have an ideal physique for yourself, then it's always, I feel like it's constantly being changed by outward influences. I mean, in the 90s, being stick skinny was the thing, you know, having no butt, now it's having a huge butt, and then it was huge <laughs> boobs, and it's just always going to be something different. And if you don't learn to love yourself how you are now, you're not going to love yourself at any shape, because you're constantly going to be thinking, I should be this, I should be better, I should be curvier, I should be thinner, I should have a smaller waist, I should have smaller nose, or whatever it is. It's so important for for women especially, but men too, to learn themselves at whatever size they are mm-hmm. or however they look. Because even if you do achieve that ideal physique, if you don't love yourself, I always say if you don't love yourself at a size 22, you're not going to love yourself at a size 2. Hey, real quick, I hope you are enjoying this episode as much as I am. I wanted to share something for you if you feel like you struggle with emotional eating, meaning you turn to food every single time you feel sad or bored depressed, anxious, or lonely. Emotional eating can really get in the way of not only your weight loss goals or your aesthetic goals, but get in the way with your quality of life. If you're constantly feeling like you have to turn to food to feel better, and then you feel guilt or shame after eating, well, it's really hard to just feel relaxed around food or feel relaxed and normal around situations and social get-togethers where there's food. It's kind of like a weight on your shoulders every single time you go somewhere because you feel anxious around the food or you turn to eat because you feel anxious or you're constantly wondering what other people are thinking of you when you're eating or what they're eating. Like Food becomes your life. That's a big sign of emotional eating, and a lot of people don't realize this. So I created an emotional eating quiz for you to take. If you go to go.orlandodietitian.com backslash emotional eating, you can take the emotional eating quiz to see if you exhibit signs of emotional eating. Now, I want to say there's a major difference between digging into a pint of Ben & Jerry's the night you get dumped and inhaling a half gallon of sherbet over the kitchen sink just because you're feeling lonely. One is just, you know, a situational issue. But if it becomes a consistent habit in your life where you're constantly eating copious amounts of food to deal with other issues, it's going to get in the way of your health. And it's perfectly normal and okay to turn to food when something really shitty or maybe something really awesome happens. 
but it's not okay to turn to food every single time you feel a heightened emotion. After all, feelings are fickle and they constantly change. So self-awareness of your eating habits is the first step to recovery and developing a normal relationship with food, a healthy relationship with food. So take the emotional eating quiz at go.orlandodietitian.com backslash emotional eating to help you better understand if you exhibit the symptoms of an emotional eater. This way you can start your recovery journey. You know, it it Mm -hmm. starts from the inside out. It really does, and um, one of the things that that changed a lot, and this is no matter what you believe, whatever faith you have, like just because I'm a Christian, everyone sees it differently. And so, for me, when I was looking in the mirror, I would actually stand, look in the mirror, and repeat who God says I am. And I know that He sees a beautiful woman who He created to love and be loved by Him, and to use the gifts and talents He's uniquely given me to serve others and to be a beacon of light. And that's what I see when I look in the mirror now because that's what I repeated over and over and over that's who I am Um, not who social media says I'm supposed to be or the world or even friends or family there's so many you know I'm blessed to have a mom that's been encouraging but I've I know there are a lot of girls that have parents that are that just tear them down Mm -hmm. Um, and so no matter how people are raised I think that's a huge thing to have to overcome um, and it's possible to to overcome it oh 100 percent and you are proof of that self-love starts from the inside and if you choose to believe that you love yourself and if you and we all have that choice we all can choose to be worthy we can all choose to love ourselves it's not easy for everyone it takes a lot of work for some people and for some people it takes more work it's it's just kind of the cards we're dealt sometimes but you're proof that it's possible to grow out of a mindset of comparison and self-judgment and you know the thing you said about you wanting to be smaller so there was less of you to judge, that was that's really impactful and you were proof that you can grow out of that. You can change, but you did it with intention. And you didn't just wake up one day and say, you know what, I think I'm gonna start loving Liana today. <laughs> you put the work in to mm-hmm. love yourself more. And I think that is a message that needs to be spread more because it seems kind of like in, in the media, the way people portray it is, okay, you just gotta love yourself it's not that easy. It takes a little work. Yeah. Like if you want to grow big muscles, what do you have to do? You have to go to the gym. If you want to grow a healthy self image, what do you have to do you have to put that work in mm-hmm. to adopt that, to change it, to shift it, to mm. build it. It's not just like uh, it appears. It's, I think of it like a house. Whereas before maybe my house was made of, of sticks and it was so easy for it to get blown down my self image, but I took the time to build it brick by brick by brick. And so now like nothing can knock it down. That's like the best metaphor I've ever heard. <laughs> That's a hardcore metaphor. That's true. At first, I was going to say when you compared it to lifting weights, it's like, yeah, the mind's a muscle, but then you just, you outdid yourself with that house oh, metaphor. Thank you. I love metaphors. <laughs> that was a pretty good one. It's so true. It's like you have to, you, it's up to you to build yourself up. And then you want to recruit people to help you lay those bricks. You want to recruit the right people because mm-hmm. the right people are going to help lay down the concrete or whatever. They, what do they put bricks together? I don't know. Mortar? No. Yeah, mortar. Yeah, what? Oh, yes, the mortar. You got to find people that are going to lay the mortar down and help build you up and not knock you down. And sometimes those people are online. So mm-hmm. it's, it's important to subject your brain and subject yourself to those things that are positive and uplifting. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and you said another point too is learning to to love yourself. I, you know, me, I always relate everything to nutrition. So I see, okay, how you feed yourself and how you fuel yourself is also a sign of self love. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's one thing to fill yourself up with junk food all the time and feel crappy and just say whatever. And then it's one thing to fill yourself up with nutritious foods most of the time and feel awesome. And you were telling me earlier a really good metaphor that your mom taught you. And so since <laughs> you're now the queen of metaphors, can right. you kind of share this one that you use when you talk about how you nourish yourself and how you feed yourself, especially coming from a chronic illness? Yeah. So my mom always would say that, Liana, food is fuel. And that's how she always positioned it because she is so healthy. I mean, oh my gosh, she's amazing. And I would never, I never saw it that way. And I saw, okay, I want to eat, I want to eat this. I want to eat chocolate. I love chocolate. I, so when I was join the club, oh my word, I used to buy those Russell, 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 Russell Stover boxes and I would eat all at once. So this oh is what I was God. not eating. Like I was like, okay, I'm controlling my eating and then I'm just going to eat this at the end of the day and that's all I'm going to eat today. So bad. Yeah. And so I realized I was treating my body like it was a 1980 Prius or something. Not like when we all ladies and guys, we are Ferraris, yes. Aston Martins, Bugattis. That is what we are. I love we it. are those like matte G wagons, those matte black G wagons. That's what we are. Goals. <laughs> and so you wouldn't put just regular fuel in cars like that. And that's what I started seeing was okay, when I go to the grocery store, what kind of fuel am I am I gonna get? Because I remember when we when we had your makeover, we were talking about we don't we work to not even buy stuff that's not good for us because then if it's even purchased, you put it in your body. Um, even if it's in moderation. For me, I'm not great at moderation, so I just don't I can't buy it. Mm-hmm. And so um, I started looking at okay, what is premium fuel for this premium car that I'm driving around? And that is when uh, that that perspective really helps me every time I go into Publix. <laughs> I love that. So you're going to just drive your Ferrari through the aisles of Publix. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, but that's a good metaphor because it, you know, some people might laugh and be like, oh, that's a little bit dramatic, but no, I mean, would you, you, if you have a really nice car, if you have a nice and well, I'm not saying a car is investment, I guess, but you know, you invest in a nice car. I was listening to some financial advice yesterday and this guy was like, the worst thing you can do is buy a new car as a millennial. And I just bought a new car. No way. He's like, it's a horrible investment. And I was like, crap, well, I knew that, but whatever. Um, Anyway, I I digress here. But it's true. Like, you would not treat your Ferrari or your Bugatti or whatever, you know, your (laughs) G-Wagon with, you know, with disrespect. You should feel that you are your number one investment. You are your top... What word am I trying to think of? Um... Asset? Asset, yeah. I was going to say object. I'm like, am I about to objectify myself here? But you are your number one asset. So you wouldn't just toss your number one asset to the curb. You wouldn't kick it. You wouldn't treat it like dirt. So you shouldn't feed it like dirt. You shouldn't talk to yourself like dirt. Mm -hmm. I mean, health is an overall, a a mind-body-spirit journey. Mm -hmm. You know, you can, you know, if you love yourself, but don't feed yourself right, or don't treat yourself right, well, then there's still pieces missing. And if you don't, if you you can eat healthy all day long, but if you feel guilty, and you feel bad about yourself, well, then that's a big piece missing, too. It's very interconnected. Mm -hmm. So when you started seeing the counselor, you said that you got a lot of support and advice. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to somebody who thinks that maybe they should see a counselor? What, what kind of helped push you to take that step? Um, well, so my, my parents, when I was about 11 or 12, they, they got divorced. And so we, 
my brother and I just immediately went to counseling. I'm from Tennessee. I think it's like a state thing where you have to start seeing counseling. And so I did and realized, wow, it's great just to even talk to someone, um, even if they don't say anything at all, you know, because if you're talking to someone and you know they're not going to tell anyone, they legally can't, (laughs) and that they aren't going to judge you, or if they do, you're not going to know they judge you because they don't even, not that they don't care enough, but it's not like they have any stake in the game. And then also the kind of advice, at least from the lady that I saw, um, it was from experience and it was so much wisdom um, because she was like in her 70s. And so that's what I really loved. It felt like I was talking to a grandma. Hmm. And the advice I would give is just to try it and see if you've had one bad experience with a counselor, that doesn't mean that every counselor is going to be like that. Um, And so I think going to the right person is is super key so it's kind of like hopping around until you find the person that you know wow i feel great when i'm with her or with him and i can't wait to go back it's like dating it is you like should dating date, yeah you should you know check out the scene put yourself out there yeah do a little dating no but that's that's a great thing and i know that she helped you with a lot of things including disordered eating mm-hmm. how do you now help yourself stay out of that cycle because you've come a long way you kind of know how to, to treat yourself how do you keep yourself from falling back into that disordered eating cycle? So a lot of it just is going back to that self-image. Um, if that's healthy, then the eating is also healthy. Mm-hmm. And so um, one of the, oh my gosh, I realize I have so many metaphors. It's probably gonna <laughs> we're gonna be like no more metaphors. No, I bring, I love the metaphors. Oh my gosh, on. but like one of the ways that I looked at it is you know if you see an an, an art, a piece of art, imagine if the art told the artist that I'm not right. I don't look like the other artwork. I want to look exactly like that artwork. It would, artists would totally laugh. I think of, you know, um, I used to take art in high school and all that. And with Michelangelo, with the David, you know, like that statue, the one that, with the weenie that everyone laughs about. Right? <laughs> That's the David, in case you all don't know. <laughs> that one. All the girls are like, yep. Yeah, that one. <laughs> we know, girl. <laughs> and so he carved that out of a huge block of marble, right? And so I always think, what if, the David had looked at the other statues and said, Michelangelo, my, my bicep does not look exactly like this person's bicep. Will you change that for me? Michelangelo look and say, no, no, no. This is how I wanted you to recreate it. And the world is going to see it and they're going to love it. And you don't even know yet what you're capable. You don't even know yet the impact you're going to have on the world. And so that's how I think, wow, imagine every time I look at another girl on, and when I'm walking by, I'm like, man, I wish I had her hair or her butt or I have really big feet, her little feet. (laughs) I think God looks at me, he's like, Liana, you don't even know yet all the plans I have for you. I created you exactly the way you are for a reason, Um, exactly the way you look for a reason. And so that is how I kind of see it now of, I'm not gonna tell the artist how to create the artwork. Yeah, it's you know, it's just when we thought your metaphors couldn't get any better. That one was amazing because Michelangelo put all that hard work in. I mean, he slaved. I mean, he took a chunk of marble and made something beautiful out of it. So we should view ourselves that way that, you know, we are unique. We are how exactly we're supposed to be. And yeah, there's no shame in wanting to shape shift your body to be better. But you shouldn't come from come from an angle of self-hatred you should try to come from a place of compassion and kindness and be like yeah you know I do I want to be healthier I want to have a leaner physique I want to feel better but don't attack yourself don't look in the Mm -hmm. mirror and be like you're fat you have these issues you too bad you don't look like her 
No, learn to love yourself. And that will actually motivate you to be better and actually accomplish what you want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. If you look at yourself and speak negatively to yourself, I truly believe that the body follows the mind. Mm -hmm. In fact, I heard, you know, from the metaphor train that somebody said the body reacts like a small child. So if you tell a small child they are unworthy or you tell them that they are fat or if you tell them they're not good enough, they're going to react in a, they're going to feel shame and guilt Mm -hmm. and they're going to start to act out in ways that reflect that belief. You tell a small kid you're fat, the kid believes they're fat, they feel bad about it, but they start to act out in ways that that represent being fat, you know? Mm. That just becomes part of their identity and their body reacts. And I truly believe that humans do the same thing. If we tell ourselves we're not good enough, then our body is going to believe it. Mm-hmm. Our actions are going to believe it. And so we're getting real deep here. We're digging a yeah. ditch here, but it's true. And I always tell people, if you're struggling with something right now, whether it's weight-related, whether it's body image or self-esteem related... Really take a step into your own mind and say, how are you talking to yourself? Would you talk to a small little child the way you talk to yourself? Oh, that's good. Well, we're all children on the inside. Who we really are is who we were when we were seven. Mm -hmm. And if you would ever tell a small child, like, your feet are too big. You didn't, you're, no, you are not cute. You would never do that. So why do we speak to ourselves like that? Obviously, that doesn't work. Nobody ever got anywhere long-term and also achieved happiness by talking themselves negatively. So change your mindset and say, how can you come at yourself from a place of kindness? How can you come at yourself from a place of self-love? Whether that's through your spirituality and religion or through your network of friends. Well, however you need to do it, you got to take a new approach because all this negative self-talk is not getting us women anywhere. I also feel like the women that are tearing other women down too, whether it's on social media, behind their backs, are the ones that are looking in the mirror every night, giving themselves negative self-talk. Mm-hmm. A question I get a lot from, like, whether it's the women that I lead or people that are like, on Instagram, that kind of thing, is how do I even write affirmations? Mm-hmm. And one of the ways, uh, I mean, this is a little bit kind of going into a different area, but one of the ways that I teach people to write affirmations is how I started doing it. So look in the mirror, do whatever you need to do, and write down everything about yourself that you're feeling that you don't like first. Mm-hmm. And then underneath that, write the truth of what actually is true. And then rip up the parts that are the lies and get a freaking lighter and go burn them outside. No, that's awesome. <laughs> and, then, and then just keep those strips of paper that and, put, and tape them on a bigger sheet of paper of all the truths and hang that on your mirror put it in your car i like putting like where the horn usually is like you put sticky notes there so you always see it Mm. um that's the way to do it because for everyone you do you can look in the mirror and say i am beautiful i am loved i am chosen all this stuff but that might not resonate with everyone and so you have to write down what you're feeling first those lies and then write the truths and keep the truths and tear up the lies i love that and especially when you write down the lies and you look at them a lot of them are so silly oh my word yeah you'll laugh you'll laugh. It's like, what the heck? It's obviously not true, but it's so true. I mean, I've done a similar exercise with disempowering and empowering beliefs. And Mm. so it's very great to turn inward. And you say you have these lies about yourself, these disempowering beliefs about who you are. And so for, for me, for instance, it was, I believe that nobody will ever take me seriously unless I'm thin. Is my, Mm. you know, it's like super thin. And I looked at that and I was like, that make that belief makes sense i'm not going to judge myself for believing that but it's ridiculous like what do you mean no one's going to take me seriously if i'm super thin that's so silly Mm -hmm. and when you look at your lies that you tell yourself from that angle it's it's it 
looking at it from a place of humor helps you see the truth and helps make the truth come to you a lot faster and be like, no, this is a ridiculous belief. Why do I believe this? Here's the truth. And then, Mm -hmm. like you said, the mind is a muscle. We have to work it out. So telling yourself those affirmations every single day and making it so you can't avoid them Mm -hmm. is how they stick. Just like growing biceps. You can't just do a few curls one day and expect to wake up like Popeye. You have to actually work out every single day. And so changing your self-image, that's the same thing. And the mind is a muscle. It, It will do that. It takes time, but it's you have to remember, too, the mind is easily influenced. Mm-hmm. So if you make the choice to believe something about yourself and you keep at it, it'll, it'll stick. Yeah, for sure. And it's, sometimes it's tough to have that plan of how do I actually, what kind of self-talk should I adopt for myself? And that's why, you know, I am creating that online course about confidence and how to actually create it from, from even from nothing, from zero to 100. You can be at 99 and still want to be at 100. And you can be at zero and just want to get that, get to 10. Mm. Um because for me, again, I have my mom, I have from other women. A lot of people don't have those kind of people in their life um, to tell them the truth. Because for me, I was at the place, I was so deep in that hole of self-loathing that when I wrote down the lies, I really couldn't even think of the truth. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even, I just, that's what I believed about myself. And then I had my mom come in and I was like, mom, you need to write down the truth because I don't even know. And she's the one that wrote it down and that's what I started adopting. And so it's finding those people. And if you don't find those people, then, I mean, you're really taking steps to go. That's the first step right there. Find those people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you need a good support system. Mm -hmm. And so now that kind of brings me into the second part that I wanted to talk about. You said that you were lucky enough you had your mom to kind of help you with these affirmations. So it sounds like what you want to do is be that person for girls who might not have somebody come to their mind as easily and who can really help them. And that's why you're creating that course. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And my mom, she herself has been through a lot of counseling. She's taken, I mean, she she leads about 2,000 women around the country with her own business and she's supporting them in creating confidence for themselves and developing their own businesses, that kind of thing. And so she's had a lot of experience with that, a lot of training. Most people don't have someone in their life that has had that kind of training. And so um, I want to, and my mom wants to, um, she's developing it with me because I want to be able to be that person for others to where they can just click online and say, okay, these are each module. This is what I do. I, you can go back to it and that kind of thing. Cause There's not a lot of stuff out there like that. Yeah, that sounds amazing because you're right. A lot of people don't have that go-to person that you know can give you actual credible advice. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think we all have had that girlfriend that we go to when we need help and she just turns everything and talks about herself. You go to her and you're like, I don't know, I'm having a really bad day. I'm, I'm feeling really bad about myself. And she immediately just makes it all about her and you're like okay I feel no different now (laughs) they're just like someone said this about me she sucks and then moves on I'm like well that isn't healthy right it's like yeah like she why do you care girl then they start talking about something stupid and you just don't feel any different so I think that's incredible can okay tell me like if I were to take your course what 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 would I get from it? How how does the process work? Because you said there's modules. Is it kind of like go at your own pace or, or what is it like? Yeah, so it's going to be go at your own pace where, I mean, I'm still developing it. The first course I'm creating is more so geared towards, I mean, it's, I don't know if we're jumping the gun or anything, but with like Instagram, I think it's it has been so fun. I, I, I'm a creative person. I love creating content. I think a lot of people have great things to say on Instagram. And then a lot of the times people scroll past their posts because the the pictures don't stand out. So I'm teaching how to how to take those kind of pictures and then also how to have the confidence to do it yourself. That is so important. Mm-hmm. Okay, first of all, guys, you guys have to follow Liana on Instagram. It's at L-I-A-N-A dot 
Danielle, D-A-N-I-E-L-E, and you will see she takes incredible images, and you're just like out there taking it with a tripod. Yeah, I never know. It's $23.99, it's the tripod from Amazon, (laughs) and I use my phone and a little remote, and I go out there, and I take these pictures, often in public places, and... It, that's helped me a lot with my confidence. The first time I took a picture in public and people were looking at me, I will say, even though I would like to think I'm very confident, there's part of me like, this is really weird. There, there's a, there was a group of frat guys that walked by. Stop, of course. <laughs> Literally, I was downtown, like Lake Eola area, and they walked by, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to embrace it and just go even harder and take these pictures, take these Yes, posing. girl, yes, yes. <laughs> and so I did that, and I felt so free doing that. There's a there's a phrase that I heard that changed, one of the phrases that changed my life is when you're 18, you care what other people think when you're 40 you don't care what other people think when you're 60 you realize people weren't thinking about you to begin with that is so true mm-hmm. that is okay yes yeah, say that again because <laughs> that can be applied i tell that something similar like that to people that are scared to go to the gym yeah like people aren't looking at you they don't care what you're doing people are more worried about what you think of them yes exactly and so i just went out there doing my own thing and most of the time if people cared enough cared enough to ask me what i was doing they were so excited they ended up following me on instagram and i've grown gained my following that way Wait, that's a brilliant business tip there. <laughs> I've got even clients, like skincare, makeup clients, and people seeing me do that, and they're like, wait, what do you do? And I just introduce myself. I'm like, I want to make over. <laughs> and you're like, girl. <laughs> it's so funny. And so um, that's that's the first course I'm creating. And then going from that is into that into the confidence course. And so, yes, different modules, that kind of thing. What I want is for someone, I remember feeling the weight of the world on my shoulders, feeling like, again, I wasn't worthy, wasn't beautiful, all of that. At the beginning of the course, if people are feeling that way by the end, I want them to have the tools to lift that weight off themselves. Um, it's not going to be an instant thing. It's not like at the end of the course, they're 100% going to feel better, but they'll have, they may, some people may, but they'll have the tools to make that happen for themselves. So your course is so amazing because it could be for somebody who's trying to also grow their business online and is too scared to start, but then it also sounds like it goes really skin deep. And it's like, okay, here's not only the tools that are going to help you grow your Instagram, but you're going to build confidence. You're going to feel better about yourself. Mm -hmm. Here's how you do it. Here's the steps. It's almost like the blueprint to building confidence while building your Instagram or online presence. Yeah, because what I want is to equip women to build their online presence so that way we can push out the people who are negative push out the i mean only the girls that post half naked pictures that you know what i mean we i want to have a stronger community of people that are uplifting that are posting things that matter mm-hmm. and so um one of the re- ways i've grown my following is from people scrolling in the explore page seeing a hashtag scrolling in my picture state they said they it stood out to them i've gotten brand deals like paid brand collaborations from just that happening and I think it's just because I took time to take those quality pictures and know how to edit them the right way and all of that. And that's just from doing a lot of research and growing that and learning that. And so that's what I'm teaching is going to be how to take your message and reach even more people. That sometimes just that one simple thing of the picture is holding, holding back people from like growing their following and reaching others. So I want to help with that. Because a lot of, I mean, the online space is very cluttered. And <laughs> a lot of people have really valuable, important things to say. And they put, I've seen some people put like the most amazing stuff out there, but I would never click it. And sometimes, I mean, because I would just never like, you know, I just happen to know them and it's out there, but I would never see that photo and just go through it, especially when you're on that explore page and you see all these other things. And I know that I need help with that. So I'm excited for your course to come out genuinely. And I was, I was going to think of something else. You said something and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to say this, but 
per usual i forgot talk about brain fog oh i know okay so one thing also it sounds like is not only could this course help anybody that wants to build themselves on instagram but if they're working another kind of job that doesn't really involve an online presence i feel like this course could really translate into just everyday life too because Mm -hmm. especially as women in the workforce or just in the world in general we need to learn how to stand up for ourselves and if we have a message put it out there in a way that people will listen to. Exactly. It's kind of like marketing yourself. You know, we're we're our own brand. Whether you believe it or not, you're a brand. Mm-hmm. And whatever how you speak to others, how you what you post, what you say, you know, even how you introduce yourself, that reflects your brand. And so I'm just I think building that brand to where it's genuine, this is who you are and putting your best foot forward. Like you wouldn't wear you wouldn't wear sweatpants to an interview. And that's why I think online you don't want to just post any picture. You want it to be your best. I love that. You wouldn't wear sweatpants to an interview. Is it bad that I'm in gym shorts and I'm interviewing you right now, though? (laughs) But you're in your own home. I'm a guest. It's different. (laughs) You said that, and I was like, ooh. (laughs) But I guess, you know, fitness, it's a brand, whatever. Yeah, exactly, right? (laughs) Well, I'm really excited. Okay, so for girls that are interested in your course and want to learn more, how can they keep up with you? How can they be the first to know about all the cool stuff you're putting out there. Yeah, so um, I'm actually, well, I'm creating a new website, but the website I have right now, it's called faithfultribe.com. So www.faithfultribe.com. And I started with that name because I think we all need a tribe of faithful people around us, people that be faithful to us, faithful to encouraging us, that kind of thing. And so if you go on there, you can enter your email address and you'll be on the list of the people who I'll initially send out some free material to. And then also when the course does come out, you'll be the first to know. Um, And everyone that's on the list will get a discount for that course, which is cool. Or you can go to my Instagram, liana.danielle, and you can message me with your email address too. I've had a lot of people just been messaging me their email address. So that's great for right now. And then once the course is out, you'll yeah, you'll be the first to know. So you definitely want to get on that list ASAP because it sounds like you will be not only the first to know about the course, but you get a discount too that other people won't get. So you stupid special if you do that. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, so one thing I always like to ask people before I let them go and I set them free is... <laughs> yeah, I'm like chained up right now, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you will come over and do this podcast and you will share your story. So I love to ask people, you know, since it is a food, uh, you know, it's a mm-hmm. podcast. What is your favorite food? In fact, let me let me spice this up. If you were on death row, <laughs> and they said, "What is your last meal?" What would you do? Huh? It's t- <laughs> so. What I have for breakfast this morning is my favorite stinking meal right now, which sounds so ridiculous, but it's it's just like the smoothie I've been making that's so stinking good. Um, but if I was on death row, hmm. You know, when you're hungry and you like don't feel like thinking about if I was or if you're not hungry and you go to the grocery store and you're like, oh, I don't know if I need that. I don't need that. But you're starving. You're like, oh, I want everything. If I was hungry right now, I'd probably be like pasta. Like, oh, okay. but I had, I had a huge smoothie. Um, maybe a bowl of chocolate. I don't know. That would be your last meal. That's a brilliant thing. Another Russell Stover's just for old times. Oh, my gosh. Maybe like a bowl. We're, gonna, we're going like a diva. Yes. Oh, my God. Something cool. Chocolate and fruit. Chocolate and fruit for sure. Oh, that is such a good combo. Chocolate-covered fruit. Yeah. What about you, Kate? What would your last meal be? Oh, if my last meal... Okay, this is going to sound really Hoosier, but it would be chicken nachos. Like, I know that sounds so, like, redneck, but there's something about chicken nachos... <laughs> <laughs> that would be my, if I was on death row. What's a chicken nacho? What's a chicken nacho? Is it nachos with chicken? <laughs> yes. Oh. 
yes i would carve this i would take this chicken and mold it into a nacho it's like a nugget but thinner i was just thinking like a nacho shaped like a chicken that you sell on ebay for like a thousand dollars or wait honestly you think that would sell i don't know i've seen all kinds of crazy stuff like that. it's just like a new kind of chicken nugget i feel like you just kind of like flatten it and then you put cheese on it well that's like taco bell okay this is a this is not a good story for me as a dietitian to tell but there was this one time in college i was driving my friend through the taco bell drive through and let's just say she was under the influence and I was giving her a sober drive and I was like okay like I'm gonna get a taco too so I got the chicken taco and it was a taco shell made of chicken so like I bit into it I had no what? idea that's what it was I was shocked I was like what am I oh. eating just like a, a folded up piece oh. of meat with some cheese more meat inside I don't remember I think it was like queso you know like oh, I'm man. doing queso in quotes because yeah. it was like cheese like product but it was shocking and alarming you know, carbs. yeah I was gonna say I'm like this is so cute and that was before keto was cool so <laughs> well shout out to Taco Bell I guess but I was alarmed anyway yeah I would do regular nachos chips with chicken on them <laughs> No chicken nacho. <laughs> but hey, if this if that becomes a thing, then we're suing. So this is right? this is Liana's you just, idea. You just say TM and I think it trademarks everything, right? Yep, exactly. So TM. <laughs> chicken nacho TM. <laughs> well that's awesome. So you would have a bowl of chocolate, I'd have chicken nachos. Hopefully we don't end up on death row. But I just want to say again, thank you so much for coming on here and being so vulnerable, sharing your story because it's I think and I truly believe it's the stories of our struggles that need to be shared. And that's how people grow and that's how people feel better and feel less alone, especially in this crazy world, especially as young women. So I just want to say thank you again for coming on. And everybody, we oh, have to have you on again. Uh, and everybody, I am going to link all of Liana's info in the show notes. So if you want to go to her website, thefaithfultribe.com, I'll have that linked below and her Instagram so you guys can keep up with her and see for yourself these bomb photos that she takes. So thanks again, Liana, and thanks, see you around the neighborhood, girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank you for listening. I hope this episode was helpful. For topic requests or to apply to be a featured guest, please email kate at orlandodietitian.com. Want more nutrition awareness? Check out our blog for recipes, nutrition tips and tricks, as well as product recommendations. Our website is www.orlandodietitian.com. Dietitian is spelled D-I-E-T-I-T-I-A-N. This has been Dietitian Kate, and until next time, keep it real and keep it healthy.